We're going to study tonight a group of tshuvas on a classic question of the 20th, even the 19th century, and that is the use of electric menorahs. Now, as we've discussed in the past, when, 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 when humans began to discover electricity and figure out how to manipulate it, how to use it for, to do useful work, so a number of halakhic questions arose, halakhic questions involving the use of electricity, the, the, some of the earliest uses of electricity, we have the telegraph, but some of the earliest uses of electricity were for illumination. The incandescent light was one of the first classic, I guess the killer app of electricity was perhaps incandescent lighting. Yes? Um, like printing svarim? Printing svarim. Simcha says electricity may have been used for printing. That came, I think, a little bit later maybe, but before they, I, I don't know when the first, I can look it up, I guess, when the first... Uh, electrical machinery began to be done where they could operate uh, they could operate machinery based on electricity but one of the first I think popular uses of electricity was illumination so beginning already in the last several decades of the 19th century Postkin began to discuss various questions involving electric lighting and the two main questions they discussed two questions with uh, three questions really they discussed were is it permitted to operate to turn on and off electric lighting on Shabbos. The second question is, can you use electric lights for Ner Shabbos, for Shabbos candles, and Ner Hanukkah, Hanukkah candles? Obviously candles, not, it's not a candle if it's electric, but Ner Hanukkah, Ner Shabbos, can you use electric lighting for that? Now, the first Shiloh we've discussed in the past, electric lighting on Shabbos, we know, of course, that, that it's usser. This was actually a debate, uh, a debate in among the early postkim in the late 19th century, Everyone pretty much thought, I think, it was not a great idea. Some felt it was a malacha daraisa, it was considered a form of mavir, of burning. Others felt it was maybe drabanan. Certainly the, the, camp that, that, the camp that maintained it was considered havara, it was considered lighting a fire, kindling a fire on Shabbos. One, and we generally treat operating an incandescent light as mavir, turning on an incandescent light as a form of mavir and as a malacha daraisa on Shabbos. Other forms of light, fluorescent and so on, Maybe we're not Daraisa, but incandescent lights and other forms of light that work through the physical principles of incandescence that produce the light by, by, by heating up a filament to a high temperature. So that's generally considered mavir. The other question is what we're going to discuss tonight, and that is the use of electricity for Ner Shabbos, Ner Havdalah, and in particular, Ner Hanukkah. Now, some of the questions, some of the issues involved are common to all three of those cases, Ner Shabbos, Ner Havdalah, and Ner Hanukkah. However, as we'll see tonight, there are a number of issues which are specific to Hanukkah, and as we'll see, it, there, there's actually a, a, surprising, uh, a surprising amount of variation among the poskim as to whether you're allowed to use a, a, an electric light, an, an electric menorah, for Hanukkah. The minig, of course, among the Orthodox is that we do not. At, although the question is, is that Meikra Din? Is that a question of Hidr? Is that a suffix? And, and the obvious question is not, that, that not, not, of course, that any of us should go out and get electric menorahs, but this is actually a very practical question, a very real question. What happens if someone is in a place where he simply cannot light a old-fashioned, old-school menorah? He's in a hospital, he's on an airplane, in cases where it's just not practical to light, a, an, incandescent menorah, uh, to light an actual uh, oil or candle menorah, is it is electric? Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, right? It's, it's the if the best you can do is electric. Is there any point in lighting an electric menorah? Can you make a bracha on it? 
Rabbi? Yes. Uh, do we have to somehow define what Aish is at the beginning? Yes. So, yeah. Because uh, I remember Rabbi uh, Heinemann, when he was asked about the hot solo walkie-talkies, whether they had to disable the LEDs when they end, end up having to speak to save somebody, which is allowed. Uh, and he came, he said, if I'm not mistaken, that the H definition he was using was you had to have heat plus light. In other words, light without heat wasn't considered the H, and I, I forget the source. Right, right. So, so Jay is pointing out that it can be argued that, uh, that, that the malacha of Havara, of lighting a fire on Shabbos, so illumination is not sufficient. It's not a sufficient uh, ingredient. We need fire. We need, we need heat or fire. And yes, the, the, that was one of the arguments made by many of the early postkim. Again, the earliest form of electric lighting was incandescent lighting, which by definition uses heat. The incandescence is a physical process by which metals or other materials heated to a very high temperature convert some of that heat energy to light energy, and, that, and, and, and the, heat is a the heat is a fundamental stage in that process, and therefore, yes, so the, the early postkim were dealing with, with cases which, could be compa- which were quite comparable to classic Havara because they involved heat. And yes, you're absolutely right, other forms of illumination like fluorescent and LEDs and so on, which do not really involve heat, even if a fluorescent light throws off some heat, the, the heat is really just an unwanted byproduct rather than rather than a necessary, a necessary component of the, of the illumination process. So yes, it, it certainly, it's certainly a, a lot different if it does not involve heat. Certainly when it comes to Shabbos, where the definition of Havara, of fire or lighting, that certainly involves heat. For Hanukkah and Shabbos, it's less, for Hanukkah and Ner Shabbos, it's less clear whether heat is an essential ingredient or not. But yes, the, these questions do come up, and the post can grapple with the question of whether it's correct to call electricity from a halachic perspective fire, we're not going to get into that in such depth tonight. As, as we said, that's more relevant to the discussion of whether it's a form of malacha and Shabbos or not. But yeah, we'll see. The, the postkim who discuss electric, uh, using electri- electric lights for Hanukkah and Shabbos don't really approach it so systematically. that They just kind of consider the question and try to make arguments for or against. But yes, we, we will touch on such questions as we go. So as we said, the, this question arose... 150 years ago, this question arose already in the late 19th century. One of the first, one of the very first and most widely quoted to discuss this is the Tshuva's Beis Yitzchak. Beis Yitzchak was a Yitzchak Shmelkis, one of the great postkim of that time. He actually has several Tshuva's on electric lighting and electric uh, cook, heating by, cooking by electricity. Several of his Tshuva's discuss doing it on Shabbos. For our purpose, whether it's, whether it's us or on Shabbos, Midaraisa or not, for our purposes, we are discussing, we're going to see his tshuva on using a, an electric light for Ner Hanukkah. His tshuva is going to be a little problematic, and it's somewhat equivocal, but uh, here's his tshuva. It's one of the most widely quoted tshuvas on the topic. The question was, Im al gazlicht, a gazlight, o al elektrischlicht, or on electric light, lahadlich ner shel Shabbos. The question was, can you make the bracha, he's going to discuss Hanukkah soon, but the initial version of the question is, can you make the bracha of Lahadlik Ner Shel Shabbos on a gas light or an electric light? His answer is yes. Yochel Levarech V'yotzi Dechavas a mitzvah. You yotzi the mitzvah and you can make a bracha. You can say Lahadlik Ner. And here he turns to Jay's point. He says, what is the definition of a Ner in this context? He says, any light which involves a fuel, or fuel or a wick, involves oil like a fuel, or psila like a wick, 
is called an air, he says, even if it's not old-fashioned combustion, he says. Here, he says, the light, uh, the light adheres to, the light is associated with the kli and the filamentin, the filament, drata, the wire, the filament wire in the incandescent light, or in the other terms he uses, I'm not sure what they mean. So yes, he says, this is, what is the definition of light from a halachic perspective? A lamp, it has a filament, and the filament produces light. So old-fashioned incandescent lamps, he says, qualify as ner. You can use them for ner Shabbos, and you can make the bracha of lahadlik ner shal Shabbos. He goes on. He says, however, he says, when it comes to, when it comes to Hanukkah, he says, then he says, you are not yotzeh. However, the reasons he gives are problematic. He says, not with electric light, not with gas light. Why not? So he gives two reasons, both of which are problematic. His first reason is, or both of which are debatable or, or, or not, not absolute. His first reason is, the halacha is, oil is preferable. Oil is the ideal way to fulfill the mitzvah which is indubitably true. This is a halach in Shulchan Aruch. Oil is the ideal way to fulfill the mitzvah. There are several reasons why. One, re- one reason is because oil, in the time of Chazal, oil burned very cleanly. Oil was considered a, an ideal form of light. It was cleaner than many of the other... The, the, the flame it produced was cleaner than many of the other flame, many of the other fuels they used. Also, in particular with regard to Hanukkah, oil is preferable because the nace of Hanukkah was done with oil. The, we, we all know the story when the Yivanim uh, desecrated the Mikdash, and when the Hashmanim were victorious, all the oil had been destroyed or desecrated, and they found one jar of oil left, and they lit it, and it lasted for eight days. That was the nace of Hanukkah. The nace was with oil. The, 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 it took him in the Torah, it took him in Chumash. The menorah is lit with olive oil. They found uh, one single vial of olive oil. Hashem made a nace. It burned for eight days and nights. So since the whole mitzvah happened with oil, it is a mitzvah menamuvchar. It is the ideal way to fulfill the mitzvah is with oil. Yes? Rabbi Rosenbaum said, wax also does burn very clearly. Yes. So Simcha is quoting Rabbi Rosenbaum as saying that wax also burns very clearly. Postkim make this point. Rabbi Rosenbaum is quoting the Postkim that the, early, the other fuels they had in Talmudic times were generally... Were generally not, were generally not as good as oil, but either Rabbi Rosenbaum or perhaps Rabbi Postelnik, well, one, one, of, one of Shomri's rabbis said, quoted the Postkim as saying that wax... To the, our wax burns very cleanly as well as oil. So the first reason I mentioned does not apply. It does not apply. It's not a reason to prefer oil over wax. However, the post can say the second reason still applies. As good as our wax is, they didn't use it in the base of Mikdash, either, either for mystical reasons or because they didn't have that kind of wax in the time of the, in the, time of the Torah. Whatever it is, the Torah says, Shemen Zayah is used for the menorah. Historically, the nace of the Hanukkah happened with, the, with, with, with olive oil. And therefore, the post can say it's mitzvah minamuvchar to use oil as opposed to candles or anything else. However, so this is certainly a reason why an oil menorah would be preferable to an electric menorah. That's obvious. However, to say that you're not yotze, that is a complete non sequitur. You certainly are yotze with non olive oil. You certainly are yotze with other oils. You certainly are yotze with candles. So to argue that that pasha chain a yotze, it's pasha you can't be yotze with uh, with electricity because olive oil is preferable seems to be a, uh, an incredible non-sequitur. We'll see other posts can make, a, some, make somewhat more, uh, more, more refined versions of this argument, but the way he says it, that because olive oil is mitzvah and amuvchar, therefore you're not yotze with electricity, that doesn't seem to scan at all. Second reason he gives, 
he says, he says that, uh, he, he goes on and he says, even though it's true that you are Yotze with, uh, with other fuels as well, but other fuels have to be, I guess he's just saying that Lerav Chodemilse, he says, but, um, but he says, he, I'm sorry, I, I, skipped, I skipped to the next Chuba by mistake, I, I was reading the wrong thing. He says, Shem Hazes Mitzvah Menamuvchar, and that's, that's his first argument. Again, non sequitur, hard to understand what he means, but that's what he says. Second argument, he says, since we use these lights to, uh, to illuminate our homes all year, it's not Pursu Nisa. It's not going to clearly show that we're doing this for the nace of Hanukkah. This is a concern we have throughout Hilchas Hanukkah that we have to make sure that it's evident from the menorah that it's L'Shem Mitzvah. As an example, he brings a Ramah who says you should not put your menorah in the same place that you put your neiros all year round because people won't realize that that's a Hanukkah menorah. They'll think it's just your ordinary room lighting. And that's the second reason. So the, the, so the electric lighting, people won't realize it's a Hanukkah menorah. On the other hand, you can argue that the proof he brings is, uh, is a proof in the other direction. They, typically, in the time of Chazal, they did used to use neiros that were probably very similar to their ordinary neiros that they used for evening illumination. That's why you put it in a different place, because the physical neir itself is not all that different from, uh, from the neir they used to use to, to light the rooms in the evenings. That's why you should put it in, a, in, a, in an unusual place, in a, in, a, in a unique place. As a matter of fact, today we, we talk about lighting the Hanukkah menorah. Menorah is a relatively recent term. The Gemara never talks about a menorah. The Gemara talks about lighting near Hanukkah. It, it, they, it, it doesn't sound like they had special Hanukkiahs or special menorahs. It sounds like they lit ordinary neiros and then they lit them for, for near Hanukkah. So, on the contrary, yes. So, so don't, use, don't, use your electric, uh, don't use your ordinary electric ceiling fixture or you know, stand, standing lamp. Don't use that for near Hanukkah. Of course not. But a, but a purpose... I don't know if they had you know, small, portable electric lights in the time of the Beis Yitzchak, like we do. You can go to a dollar store and buy whatever, buy flashlights, buy electric menorahs. But certainly, if the whole argument of the Beis Yitzchak is that it won't be nicker, that, you, that you're doing it l'shem near Hanukkah, certainly if you, take, if you buy a purpose-built electric Hanukkah, and certainly, or if you buy lights that are not the regular lights that, that you use in your, in, your, in your room all year, and you put them in a, in a, in a different place, very likely you would be out to... So neither of the Beis Yitzchak's arguments seems to be a, a compelling reason against using an electric menorah. His first reason is Shem and Zayas, certainly better to use oil, but no reason why you shouldn't be Yotze with an electric menorah. And the second reason, yes, if it looks like your room light, don't go to the, don't go to the lighting store and buy a ceiling fixture and, and light that, and stall that and light that for Nerachanika. If you get a, a menorah, an electric menorah with eight branches and colorful and it doesn't fit into the decor of your home and it's clearly a menorah, that should be fine. Yes? Um. I know this is pro- probably. Um, uh, um, what about a, a glow stick menorah? Simcha wants to know about a glow stick menorah, a menorah that a menorah that uh, that's lit with uh, chemical reactions that produce light. That would likely not be good. That's not really combustion. It produces light, but that goes back to what Jay said. That that I think Postkin would say is so far removed from from an actual nair. You know, if, if you had fluorescent, you know, if you had glow in the dark, or just you know the stickers that glow in the dark. I would imagine that that's not good enough. That's not based on fires and lamps at all. But these, these are the two arguments of the base Yitzchak. Neither of them seems uh, absolutely compelling. And, if we, and the truth is, if we jump ahead for a moment, there's a tshuva from Rav Yashuv, a very brief tshuva, just a couple of lines, number four in the handout. Rav Yashuv has a very brief comment on electric menorahs. He was asked, this is printed in his Kovitz Chuvas, he was asked, he brings the base Yitzchak, who says that, uh, that, 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 that an electric menorah 
even though oil is only mitzvah mina mufchar, Rebbe Yashav acknowledges that. The, the real problem Rebbe Yashav understood is the second problem that since you're lighting it in the same place that you light it all year, it's insufficient, it's not presuming Nisa. Says Rebbe Yashav, Lufizia, uh, the obvious corollary of the Beis argument is, the limitation of his argument is, he says, if, if, if it's difficult to light, as I mentioned earlier, you're on a plane or something, or in a hospital, they won't let you light uh, an incandescent, a normal, a normal uh, flame-based menorah. If it's a makamad chak, then provided you can get around the Beis concern, if you arrange it in such a way that it's clearly a heker for Ner Hanukkah, you arrange it in such a way that it's clearly not your ordinary room, room illumination, shaper dummy, Rabbi Yashav says that's fine, he doesn't say you can make a brach on it. The, the language shopper dummy sounds like you could, but maybe not. I've heard other posts can say this as well, that if a person is unable to light an ordinary flame-based menorah, this is better than nothing. There are, there are some posts that say it's good. The Beis Yitzchak is the one widely quoted as saying it's not good. Later posts can all quote the Beis Yitzchak. But his reasons are, are very limited. He, he doesn't have any, any real fundamental problem. He doesn't argue it's not fire or it's not an air. He just says, first of all, it's not olive oil, which, again, is not an objection to being Yotzi B'dyeved. Second, his argument is it's not Nikar, that it's for pursuing Nisa. Says Rebbe Yashuv, the obvious uh, implication of that is that if you, light, if you arrange things in such a way that it is Nikar, that it's pursuing Nisa, then you could potentially be Yotze with an electric menorah. Turn to another tshuva now. This is a tshuva of the Levushe Mordechai, or Mordechai Leib Winkler, another uh, distinguished post-sig from about a century ago. So he was asked also about lighting their Hanukkah by our elector, electric lights, brings the Beis Yitzchak, who, that uh, says, says the Levushe Mordechai, says it by Winkler, it is Pashut that you are not Yotzeh. He says, even though it's true that, that the Beis Yitzchak's first argument is not very, not, is not very compelling, that oil is only mitzvah and amuvchar, but however, you're allowed to use other oils. However, says says Levushe Mordechai, and maybe this is what the Beis Yitzchak meant, even though he doesn't really say this, says Levushe Mordechai, it has to resemble oil in certain ways. It doesn't have to be actually oil, but at least has to be a, a, a lamp, which in, some, which in certain characteristics is analogous to an oil lamp which means it has to have some kind of fatty, oil-based substance, shamnunis. It has to have some type of oily fuel, which is what burns. It has to resemble oil in that, in that capacity. Even a wax candle, he says, it's, it's the oil, or the, he calls it the oil. I don't actually know. I didn't look up the chemical composition of wax, whether wax has oils in it. But whatever it is, he says, it's yadua, that it's the oil, the shamnunis, he calls it, in the, in the, in the candle that burns and produces illumination, he says. Something which burns, even if it burns well and cleanly, but not because of oil, not because of fat, he says. If someone lights wood and lights twigs, he says, you light, you light wood. Is that, is that going to be a Ner Shabbos or Ner Hanukkah? No, he says. That, that's, not, uh, that's not an oil-based fuel. That, that's not an oil-based fuel. He says, uh, neither is electricity. He says electricity is, uh, it has energy. It, it, it produces illumination via energy, he says. It's not shamnunis based it's not an oil-based substance, he says, that, and therefore it, it does not resemble oil enough to be a sufficient, uh, to be a sufficient uh, remez and, and, and a symbol of the nace of Hanukkah. Therefore, he says that he does not think that, uh, that, that it works for Hanukkah. He says that in another tshuva, he follows up on this, he discusses it further, but his position is that it is, uh, again, it's not good for Hanukkah because it, even though we don't require actual olive oil, Nikra Din, the Mitzvah Mufkar, but not, not, it's not absolutely required, it does have to resemble oil. 
it, at least to some extent. It has to be an oil-based uh, fuel, he says. It does not, wood and other things, he, he's, he's not, uh, he, he says he doesn't think would be good enough. But again, so for Hanukkah, this is his chiddush. Again, this is what he holds. He holds it. He holds it. It's not good because it doesn't resemble. It doesn't. It, it, it doesn't resemble the. It doesn't sufficiently resemble the, the the oil of the mikdash, the oil of the nase of Hanukkah. Again, this is what he holds. It poshut him. He says he doesn't really have an ironclad proof of this. He doesn't. He just suggests this. He suggests that that it had that this is a, a crucial characteristic. That a Ner Hanukkah has to have an electric an electric light lacks that characteristic. Yes. Um, um, okay, if you remember, you'll ask us again. So, okay, that is the Levushim Mordechai. Um, yes. So, so does that mean that that he says that you can't use wax? You could use wax. The halacha is you're allowed to use wax. That, that's a clear halacha. He so, says he says wax has oil in it. Wax is wax is considered like oil for this for the purposes of this discussion. Why? Because wax, he says, wax is an oily base is an oil based uh, fuel. I don't know chemically if we consider. I don't, I don't know chemically if we consider wax oil. I didn't have a chance to. Uh, yes. It is. In other words, wax and oil are hydrocarbon chains. And waxes are longer, so that is the reason why they're solid. But they're almost identical chemically in the basic sense. Wood is entirely different. Oh, thank okay, very good. Thank you, Dr. Sipes. So the, apparently, yes, apparently the apparently the chemistry of the chemistry of oil and wax shares a, a crucial uh, the crucial property of being hydrocarbon-based fuels, hydrocarbon chains. Wood is different. Wood is also organic, but wood is different, and therefore. Therefore, uh, yes, the, the Lucian Mordechai is, is correct that there, that there is a fundamental chemical similarity between wax and oil, which wood does not have. Again, whether that, whether that is halachically significant or not is up for debate, but, the, but the, his, his, point, his point is chemically, uh, his point is chem- his point is chemically uh, reasonable that, that, that there, is, there is something they share, and it's plausible, therefore, to say that that is Likuva for the mitzvah of Hadlachas Nerachanika. Thank you. Let's turn to another tshuva now. This is a tshuva of the Dvar Elio, a personal favorite posik of mine, Rabbi Elio Kalatskin, a uh, little remembered today, but a, 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 one of the Gidole Hadar of Poland of about a century ago. Rabbi Elio Kalatskin was also asked about this question about can you use electric light for, for menorah. He also, he, he's, not, he's, he doesn't, he's, not, uh, he's not crazy about it, but he kind of concedes that it's not, it's not quite a slam dunk. He says that, he says, again, all the, all the later post game when they talk about this, they say they, uh, they're, 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 they're careful to acknowledge the Beis Yitzchak's point that you certainly shouldn't be lighting it in, uh, in, in a way where it won't be nicker that it's for Hanukkah. So assuming, assuming you'll get around that, assuming you light it in such a way that it will be nicker. Again, you buy a uh, you buy an ele- modern electric Hanukkah, yeah, it's pretty clear that it's for Hanukkah. Even, even non-Jews probably recognize the symbol of the the you know the the eight white branches with the little orange lights on top. I mean, uh, that, everyone knows what that is. So, so, so they all start their discussion by by assuming that that, that we've we, that we've gotten around the we've gotten around the base problem by assuming that you have arranged your menorah in such a way that it's clear that it is for Ner Hanukkah. So now the question is, it, it's even clearer than oil. It's uh, the, you can argue it's even better than oil because if one of the key one of the key criteria by which we evaluate. Fuels is you want the light to be clear and pure. Electric light is great. Electric light is, uh, is beautiful. So maybe that's even better, the, his correspondent said. Says Rav Kalatskin, no. 
He says it's pshita, it's obvious to him that the Iker mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah is with Shem and Zayas. Why? Because again, the, the, at the end of the day, mitzvah there's no question, like the Beis Yitzchak says, oil is the best, because the fact is, the halacha and the history is that the menorah and the mikdash is oil, the nase of Hanukkah happened with oil. So as a matter of halacha, as a matter of history, there's no question that the nase was done with oil, and therefore there is no question that the, there's no question that oil is the ideal. Now he says, uh, what about the, what about, uh, what, what about other fuels as, and, and what about electricity? So he says that the, he says that the, that, that therefore, even, even though, even though, again, even though there, there are many halachas in which the menorah does not resemble the menorah of the mikdash, he gives a couple of examples. Nevertheless, he says, in certain ways at least, it's better to emulate the menorah of the mikdash to the extent possible. The most obvious difference, which he doesn't mention, is that our menorahs have eight branches, the menorah of the mikdash had only seven. He gives other examples of halachas in which the, the halachas of Ner Hanukkah are different from the halachas of the menorah of the mikdash. But he says, nevertheless, he says, in certain ways, Chazal felt it should be like the, should be like the, 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 the mikdash as much as possible, therefore oil is certainly preferable to electricity. Now, furthermore, he says, at the end of the day, electricity is fundamentally different from other fuels in general. He says other fuels have a wicking action, that, that there's a wick that soaks up the fuel, and they're fundamentally limited by the fuel. They burn for only a, a, a maximum, a fixed amount of time. Electricity, he says, is not based on a wick. He says it has a filament, but the filament is, uh, is not a wicking. It's not a wick, he says. It's not based on a tangible fuel, at least not one present in the, in the nair, he says. That it would be like oil, he says. It, it can produce illumination uh, for indefinite periods of time until you turn the switch off, he says. You, you can't call that lahadlik, he says. Turn, pressing a switch is not called the hadlaka. He says you're not lighting anything. You're simply connecting a circuit. He doesn't call that hadlaka. He says it's, it's worse than wax, he says. So, it's, so because of all, again, he has, he has various svaras, none of which is a slam dunk, but he just says conceptually... Intuitively, I think we can all understand that, that conceptually an electric light is fundamentally different from the, from the combustion-based lights uh, that we used to use. It doesn't have a wick, it burns for an indefinite period of time, you don't ignite it, you flip a switch, and so on, he says. Therefore, he doesn't think that it is really a very good fulfillment of the mitzvah, or, or of the bracha, he says. He doesn't think the bracha is really that applicable. He says, however, he still, again, he, he still agrees that at the end of the day, but it's better than nothing. He says, if, you, if, you, if a person has no other menorah available, he doesn't even have wax, nothing, uh, nothing else oil-based, like butter, or other, types of, other, types of, other types of hydrocarbon chain-based fuels, I guess. So he says, even though when it comes to arbaminium, there is a halacha that you should not use, if you don't have an esrog, you should not use a lemon, you should not, you should not use a rimon, it says, you shouldn't use another fruit as a stand-in for esrog, because you might come to get confused and do that in future years, here he says, if you don't have an oil menorah or a candle menorah or any kind of menorah, it is better to use electricity than nothing. He's not entirely clear whether he means you'll be out to the mitzvah, or he just means it's, uh, it's a pale limitation, but it's just better than nothing. But he says, this is not menat Torah, so we don't, we don't worry about the possibility of future confusion, and there is a question of pursuing Nisa, you will be mefaratim the nais, and as long as it's being lit in a, in a format of nerachanika, it'll be pursuing Nisa, so he says it is really not recommended. This is really not recommended as the as an ideal form of of hadlakas but it is better than nothing. And if this is if this is all 
if this is all, if this is all you have, I, I, he implies, I think he implies you would not make a bracha on it, but if this is all you have, he says, this is still better than nothing, and he would recommend uh, using it as opposed to doing nothing at all. Roshalom Azam and Orbach, Roshalom Azam and Orbach, one of the outstanding postkim of the 20th century, the modern half, the second half of the 20th century, he made his initial reputation was based on some of his pioneering halachic study of electricity. He wrote uh, classic analyses of, uh, which have, I think, withstood the test of time, analyses of various halachic issues presented by electricity. Much of the stuff is found in his chuvos and elsewhere, but his initial work, which I think brought him to, to, uh, to uh, brought him his initial renown as one of the first-rate post with the generation, was a work called Maore Eish. It was a halachic work analyzing uh, electricity from the halachic perspective. And of course, one of the t- so much of what he discusses is Shabbos and so on. But of course, one of the topics he discusses is an electric menorah using electric lighting for a menorah. So Shlomo Zalman says, Yeshla's topic. It's a question. We, we can raise the question, he says, whether you can be Mikhayim, Mitzvah's Ner Hanukkah, with lighting and electric light. Again, so again, like everyone, like all the posts can say, provided it's nikar, it's clear that you're doing it for the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah, quotes of Kalatskin. He's what's that he says. So one thing he brings, which various posts can bring, he brings a very curious shita attributed to the Maral of Prague. The Maral of Prague, many of us know him as a uh, as a as a philosopher, as a founder of a school of Machshava, but he also was considered a major posik, the the 16th, 17th century Polish achronim quote him with great uh, reverence, uh, a handful of his halachic positions. So that Teres Akanim quotes the morale of Prague as saying, since the nace occurred in the Mikdash by oil, you have to use dafka oil, but not wax and not chalev. They used to have tallow candles and so on, beef tallow. That's not called ner, that's called avuka. You're not allowed to use such things for ner Hanukkah. Now, of course, we don't pass it like that. As we discussed earlier, we certainly pass it, and you're allowed to use candles. But the morale, the morale of Prague actually held he, he held that you have to dafka use oil. Again, we mentioned the Beis Yitzchak says that's why you can't use electricity because oil is minamuvchar. If you hold like the morale of Prague, that makes a lot of sense. You have to use only oil. However, the problem is we don't pass him like the morale of Prague. As Roshul Zalman notes, nobody accepts the morale. The morale is a das yachid, which is rejected by the entire halachic tradition. We say oil is mitzvah minamuvchar. Oil is ideal, but oil is not absolutely required. Says Roshul Zalman, nevertheless, it's relevant to our discussion. Because he says, even if we disagree with the morale, this is a standard halachic approach. Even when you have a post who says something, even if we reject his actual holding, we still try to say that the conceptual gulf between him and us is not that great. So we try to say that, uh, good, we disagree with morale. We say that wax is oil-like. The wax is like oil, he says, but still, it has to somewhat resemble oil, he says. At the end of the day, electricity is not mentioned by Chazal then it's not clear if it could be Yotzi Ner Hanukkah, even if we expand the definition beyond oil to include wax, but we won't go so far as electricity. Electricity, he says, is uh, it's because of a chot hamaluba, and the filament uh, glows until it's white hot, red hot, white hot, and the, the current flows through it, it heats it up to the point of libun. So th- that, that's a whole different process, that's not combustion. This really parallels the argument that, that the postman had about Hilcha Shabbos, whether it's called Havar or not. Some postman said... This was not done in the Mishkan. They did not use electricity in the Mishkan. So, in, so incandescent illumination, electri- electrical equipment does not parallel the Mishkan. The halachas of Shabbos are generally derived from activities that were performed in the Mishkan. 
they had no electricity in the Mishkan, therefore electricity is not a malacha. The Marsham was one of the ones who took this position. The Marsham suggests, he's not sure, but he suggests that it might not be a malacha daraisa. And furthermore, the Marsham says, one of the most uh, interesting things said about electricity by the postkim, he says that electricity is, uh, is fundamentally different from combustion, he says. Combustion consumes a fuel, the fuel is, is used up and converted to energy, he says. I mean, we know it really just turns to gas. It's, it's the energy of the chemical bond that's transformed into heat energy and so on. The, the fuel itself just gets vaporized or turns into ash or so on. But he says, unlike a combustion process where the fuel is transformed, he says the, the way electricity works is the, the apparatus is not consumed. He says it resembles the, the, the supernal energy. He says supernal fire. When, when Moshe Rabbeinu and Pasha Shmos sees the snare, the burning bush, he sees a, an extraordinary sight. He says... Uh, the sne is burning, it's on fire, and the sne is not being consumed. He says, Let me detour over here, let me see this wondrous sight. The sne is burning and it's not being consumed. How is this happening? Says the Maral, says the Marsham, electricity resembles the, the divine fire, just like the divine special special fire, it burns, but it does not consume the fuel. Electricity is like that. It, it produces light and heat, but it does not consume its, its bulb, its filament, he says. And therefore, electricity is fundamentally different from traditional earthly fire. It's more like heavenly fire. Others said, no, that it does consume the filament. That's why the light, lights burn out. That, that's the, I, I, I didn't think that was a very compelling argument. Filaments burn out. That's an unwanted product. That's because you can't achieve a perfect vacuum or for other uh, inefficiencies of the design. They're less than perfect. A, a perfect, an ideal perfect electric bulb would not burn out. Uh, if you had a perfect vacuum, then uh, you know, there, are other, there are other processes of sublimation and so on. But if you could solve all the engineering challenges, you could theoretically produce incandescence without the filament ever being consumed. The, the, the being consumed is, a, is an unwanted byproduct rather than an essential essential property of the reaction as with, uh, as with fuels and combustion. The, the Ticeliezer has, uh, has a, 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 a strong critique of the Marsham. He says he didn't understand electricity. What he says is not true. It seemed to me everything the Marsham says is entirely reasonable. I don't know why the Ticeliezer feels anything the Marsham says doesn't, doesn't withstand the test of time. All right. But Roshon Zalman makes the same general point. Electricity is fundamentally different from combustion, he says. It's not the same thing at all. He says it's uh, an incandescently glowing filament is not the same thing as a fire. Therefore, even if we don't go so far as the morale, we, we, don't, have, we don't have such a rigid standard. It has to be olive oil like the mikdash. It's enough to be an oil-like fuel, but yeah, it has to be an oil-like fuel. It has to be some type of fuel. It can't just be an incandescently glowing filament. And therefore, it's not clear that electricity is sufficient for the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah. Yes? Do you mean him? Simcha is showing us a picture of Roshlom Zalman for our edification. I do mean him, yes. This is a picture of the author of the Mareyesh, whose Torah we are now discussing. Thank you, Simcha. So, Roshlom Zalman goes on. He has various other arguments. He says fuel, besides the idea of, besides the idea of uh, it's not combustion, it's based on uh, incandescence, he says. Fuel is something which is consumed in the, in the reaction, which produces the, the light, he says. That uh, and that was the nace. The nace was that the, that the fuel miraculously was not consumed. That was exactly the, the nature of the nace. He says an electric light, which never gets consumed. He says, I mean, it does, but but that that's not uh, that's a whole different thing. He says. Uh, furthermore, he says maybe we require 
Maybe, maybe for the mitzvah we require something that has a flame, an actual flame, not, not something that glows without a flame, he says. Furthermore, he suggests that even the Rabbanim who were mekil allowed you to use uh, electric lighting for Hanukkah, he says, that now he, this last far is a famous far, which is often associated with Roshul Mazalman, I think he says, he discusses the idea that a nair has to have the, the oil in it. If you light a nair, which is, only has 10 minutes of fuel in it, you come back five minutes later and pour more oil in, that's not okay. You have to have the, enough fuel, it has to be self-contained, enough fuel to burn for the, for the share of a half hour. So he says here, the, the, he says the, the electric light, he says, he says it would, even if it would work, he says it can be argued it would only work if the light has the fuel within it. For example, a battery. He, he describes what I think is some kind of battery. Mugain zugi, mitilim shal a pair of uh, poles that, of, of, uh, st- of copper and not sure what evan is. That, 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 a chemical battery, I think he means, is like a chemical battery is like fuel in the sense that it has a self-contained source of energy which can produce fuel for uh, fuel and enough to power to power the the electric apparatus for a certain amount of time. That we can argue, in a broad sense, is like a classic nair with oil or wax. He says, however, with a zerem hamishavali de magnetim, a current that is created by magnets. Which, uh, which, which the magnets induce current in the wires, what we would call a generator. So, yeshless topic. Maybe that's not good, he says. Maybe every sibuv a sibuv, every uh, turn of the, of the rotor of the generator, he says, that's like uh, creating new fuel, new energy, he says. That's not called it has self contained energy. I think you can argue that if the generator itself has fuel in it, uh, diesel fuel, whatever it burns in there, coal, nuclear, you know, uranium rods, whatever it is, maybe that fuel is considered to be self contained fuel. But Shalom Zalman says no. In your apparatus, at least, the generator creates new electricity all the time. Particularly, he says, in Eretz Yisrael, I'm not sure he means Eretz Yisrael as opposed to where exactly, but he describes the nature of, of, uh, of, of, of grid electricity in Israel. He says, it has chamishim pam b'shnia, 50 times a second in one second there's no current. I assume he's talking about alternating current, which is, that's what alternating current means, that the voltage flips and uh, back and forth. I guess 50 hertz he's talking about, uh, 50 cycles a second, and that, uh, and, and that means in between all those cycles, there are moments where there is no current going through, he says. So each, each, each current, each of those uh, fractions of a second, is new current, and that's not called, that's, that's not called that the Nair had enough, had enough fuel, enough potential to burn for a half hour, he says. That's, so, so even if you would be machsher a Nair, a battery-powered menorah, and this is what other posts can say as well, that even if you'll even if you'll allow the use of an electric-powered menorah, a battery-powered one, you are on much more solid grounds with a battery-powered, internally-powered device than one which uses grid power, which is uh, arguably considered to not have the full potential of the fuel in it at the time of the hadlaka. Yes, Simcha? Okay. So one last point uh, I should mention that. Rabbi Mordechai Willig is quoted as saying, I haven't seen this myself, but Rabbi Mordechai Willig is quoted as saying that you should not use an electric menorah, he says, even in, uh, even in cases uh, where, you know, where, where that's really your only option. He's quoted as saying that you're not Yotzeh the mitzvah, don't even say we should be machmer, because maybe you're Yotzeh, he says, to light without a bracha. Why not? Because it's a symbol of the conservative movement. That we don't want, we don't want to give any uh, support or any uh, endorsement of the of of their of their halachic praxis of their 
of their, of their, of their religious praxis, and therefore it's not even a legitimate chumrah to use an electric minaret. Yes? Skip you skip lighting. You skip lighting. According to Willig, apparently, that's what I saw him quoted as saying, if you don't have any, any normal menorah, any, any combustion-based menorah, skip lighting and don't light with a, don't light an electric menorah. I believe I've heard other posts who say that you actually should use an electric menorah as some of the posts, as Rabbi Yashif said. Rabbi Yashif said that you should. And I should just note, this is very amusing, normally, I, I'm not so well-versed in the in conservative halacha, normally the, the tshuvas that we learn in, the, in this series are orthodox tshuvas, but I will just quote briefly from a, from, a, from, a, from a discussion by Isaac Klein. Isaac Klein was one of the leading postkim of the right-wing postkim of the conservative movement. He wrote uh, a, a, a conservative classic called A Guide to Jewish Religious Practice. You can find a chapter on the JTS website where he writes as follows, explaining the conservative, his, his interpretation of the conservative halacha of Ner Hanukkah. He writes, if oil is used, olive oil is preferred. If candles are used, wax are preferred. As we mentioned, wax burns cleanly. The weight of rabbinic opinion opposes the use of an electric menorah. He quotes from Sha'ar Metzuyan Ba'alacha, who quotes some of the sources we've seen, Lebush and Mordechai, and others. He says, you really should not use an electric menorah. In addition to the reasons cited in these sources, the various reasons we've discussed, it should be noted that the use of candles or or oil has great aesthetic appeal and more sentimental meaning. So even some of the more traditional conservative thinkers have argued that electric, uh, that the that the sugin alma, that the ikar lahalacha is you should not use conser- that you should not use uh, you should not use an electric menorah. Obviously, electric menorahs are quite common, certainly among the non-orthodox. I didn't do extensive research into other conservative shitas, more more progressive voices in the conservative movement whether it's just the Hamonam does this, or whether conservative poskim tend to endorse it. But I'll call upon him. Uh, Isaac Klein, his version of conservative Judaism is actually quite similar to the Orthodox one, that, the, that, that electric menorahs are not preferred. Again, everyone, almost everyone, everyone's going to agree that they're not preferred simply because Sheben Zayis is Mitzvah Menamovchar. Mikra Din, poskim raise all kinds of objections, even more so than Ne'er Shabbos. M- many of the poskim, many poskim would allow a, would allow an electric light for Ne'er Shabbos. Many of the concerns we mentioned don't apply. Many of these concerns that focus on being domed to the Shem and Zayis of the Mikdash, Zecher Lenes, that's not really a concern for Ne'er Shabbos. Many of the halachas, that many of these objections that posts can bring don't really apply to Shabbos. And posts can are much quicker to allow the use of an electric light for Ne'er Shabbos. With regard to Ne'er Hanukkah, though, many poskim express uh, this whole slew of objections. On the other hand, as we've seen, Many of these objections are speculative and not really compelling. They say, you know, they, 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 they propose maybe it's not like oil. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. There's very little in, in the sense of uh, compelling definitive arguments against using electricity. So again, it, it, it's something of a moot point because certainly people who can use oil should use oil. And given that it's a machlokas, even if none of these forests are compelling... You know, for thousands of years, they used oil and wax. For most of us, that is not such an issue. Again, with the issue, the, the real issue is in cases where you simply cannot use oil or wax, hospitals, airplanes, and so on, or and I guess in cases where there's a fire hazard, in cases where in cases where it's really considered dangerous, kids are around, you don't have responsible adults. In scenarios where where it's uh, it, it's really it's really difficult or impossible to use or to use any kind of uh, combustion-based lamp. There's a real question as to whether 
electricity is better than nothing and you should light it, as Rabbi Yashiv says, as some posts can say, or whether you say that the Ikra din is not yotze, it's, you're wasting your time, and even as Rabbi Willig is quoted as saying, you should dafka not use it because we don't want to lend, uh, we don't want to lend any, uh, any, uh, any support to uh, non-Orthodox versions of halacha.